Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I am very, very, very excited right now because just in the last few days since I recorded our last episode about residual wealth income strategies and using tax-free investments in order to build your portfolio and increase your net worth. Just since that last episode a few days ago, I have had a half a dozen conversations. I have had numerous text messages, social media conversations with people, and everyone seems to be very excited about this topic that I'm about to talk about, which is the tax benefits of owning a small business and incorporating an entity either an LLC or an S corporation. So whether or not you are a white collar consultant or a manager or an attorney or a software technician or a real estate broker or investment counselor, or you have a blue collar business and you're you know, in, in, the, in the plumbing space or air conditioning, uh, whatever it is that you have, there is some tremendous benefits to incorporating if you already haven't. And if you have, you know that there's probably things that you're not taking advantage of. Hopefully, I can uncover some of those things for you. And if you're one of those people that are out there saying, I'm just an employee, I don't have even an idea for a business, I think you're going to get a lot out of today's episode. So this is going to be a great episode to listen to and share with other people to take advantage of everything that Uncle Sam gives us in order to lower our taxes, reduce our, our liability to the federal government, and make sure that we can keep the most that we're entitled to from the work that we do. So some people are going to argue that, you know, the the two most expensive things in life are your taxes that you pay and the interest that you pay. Uh, Well, that may not be true. Um, Regardless, we want to avoid or at least reduce both of those things. So believe it or not, one of the best ways to reduce your taxes and reduce your liability is by starting a business or having a business. So today we're discussing LLCs and S-Corps. These are for small businesses. They have amazing benefits, protections, tax benefits, as I said, that that come with each of these. And my goal is really just to illustrate, um, you know, the massive tax advantages allowed to small businesses and how utilizing these advantages can be tremendously beneficial. Also, I want to talk in conjunction with that, how building a significant significant tax-favored retirement strategy utilizing a small business has outstanding benefits over traditional taxable savings plans. And we, we sort of started to, to you know, hit the tip of the iceberg with that in our last episode. So let's continue with that. Um, so you're going to hear some encouragement from me today. I'm going to encourage you to probably start an LLC or an S Corp if it makes sense for you and to start reaping these unprecedented tax advantages that are available to all of us. Um, if you have the um, inclination to say to yourself right now, I, I don't even know what I would start a business about. 
you happen to be one of those people that you're just you know working for someone else and you don't have a business idea i will tell you that uh, there are things that you can do with an llc or an s corp that will actually blow your mind it, i kind of want to say if you have a hobby you can have a business and that is if you do something that you love and you think that other people would be interested to learn about it or or be involved with it there's a business out there that people will probably find value in and i want you to just have an open mind and think about that as we're talking and if you don't even have an idea for a business and you don't have a hobby I'm going to have future episodes that are going to talk about exactly what I suggest for people like that, that could get behind some of the things that I've been involved in and some of the things that, you know, I've just been exposed to in my life that might be able to help you out. So that being said, um, if you don't know this, uh, if you haven't really met me before and you were referred to this podcast and you don't know a little bit about my background, you should know that for two decades, I ran a um, national college funding practice where we helped high school families put together a plan to pay uh, for college in the most taxed advantage manner and to maximize all the opportunities with financial aid. And that opened up my eyes to a lot of the different strategies that are available for people. One in particular I want to mention to you right now is one that I've incorporated into my life, uh, having put my daughter through four years of private college and now in the midst of putting my son through uh, four years of private college, he's going to be a junior next year. What I did, and this is a strategy that may in fact work for you as well, is in my small business, I hired my son to work for the company. And I gave him a job and his job was to help me with my social media, which obviously, you know, the younger people are very good at that. And so with that job, and he's got weekly hours that he works and he does everything online for me, he gets paid a salary. And his salary is 100% tax deductible to me. I get to write that off in my business. And the, the IRS doesn't care that he happens to be my son. They look at him as an employee of a legal entity. And he gets paid. And because he's a full-time student, the money that he gets paid is taxed at the very lowest tax bracket there is. As a matter of fact, the first $6,000 that I pay him every year doesn't even get taxed as a full-time student. So there are some tremendous tax benefits. And then what he does with that money, this is the arrangement that we've made, is he uses that money to pay for his college. So he helps me pay a big chunk of his college through the salary that I pay him, that I use as a tax deduction, and that he uses to pay for college. Pretty cool. That is probably something that we can talk about for your situation when the time comes, if it's not already come, for you to pay for your kids to go to college. And the reason I tell you this is this couldn't have been done without having set up an LLC or an S-Corp for myself where I can actually pay salaries to someone. That's number one. That's the key. Now, both limited liability companies, LLCs, and S-Corporations are legal corporate structures. And in the United States of America, those structures are set up to allow us to use what is called pass-through taxation. So you may be saying, what is pass-through taxation, Murray? Well, here it is. Some types of taxes skip over one entity and are passed on to another. The tax actually, quote-unquote, passes through the business, so the business doesn't pay the, pa the tax directly to the government. Instead, another entity, such as me, the business owner, or in some cases the customer in the form of sales tax, for example, if you go pay sales tax at a store, 
the, the store doesn't keep that money. They take that money, they pay it to the government. So it passes through and it works the same way with business income. So most small businesses deal with pass-through taxes. So now that you understand how that works, that avoids the um, double taxation of money that comes into your business. It's only taxed once. Think about this. Think about how money travels through a business. The money enters into the business when a customer pays for a product or service. And once the business receives that income, the money is added into the owner's equity. Okay, The owner's equity must then distribute and tax payments to the appropriate tax agency, whether it's state, local, or uh, it is federal government. So there are different types of pass-through taxation entities, like I mentioned, sales tax versus maybe business income, which is, for all practical purposes, where I want to spend my time, uh, you know, sort of educating you on this today, if you don't already know it. Um, a pass-through uh, tax entity doesn't have to pay income taxes. The owner pays the income tax with on their personal tax form. So typically, this is filed on your personal 1040. Uh, with, a, with a limited liability corporation, an LLC, if it's a single member, so it's just you as the owner, you don't even have to file a separate tax return for that. It's going to go right on a, on a schedule on your, um, on your personal tax return. If you start an S corporation, then you'll have a separate tax return for the S corporation because it's a little bit more complex. And there's some benefits to having a more complexities built into that S-Corp, which we'll discuss in just a second. So um, just in case you don't know, you know, you're wondering, how do I do all this? I'm going to give you a couple of references as we go through this. One reference that I'll give you right now is that to set up an actual corporate entity, you need to work with a, a, a company that does that for you, that files all those papers and registers you with the state. And there are plenty of these online. You know, one of the most uh, popular ones, I guess, is LegalZoom. You may have heard of that. You may have seen their commercials, LegalZoom.com. There's many competitors to that. So you can find this stuff online if you, if you just want to search for it on the internet. You can find the different companies that do this. And you want to find a reputable company that has, you know, good references that can do that for you. And, you, you know, you can spend anywhere from a few hundred dollars to you know, a few thousand dollars, depending on you know the package that that particular company offers. I would say it averages probably around five or six hundred dollars to set up one of these legal entities that I'm referring to. Now, keep in mind, Uncle Sam, he has a very clear position on this. Small businesses drive the U.S. economy, and our tax laws are set up to incentivize and reward business owners. Now, many of you already know this. I know I've got a lot of savvy listeners that listen to this podcast, but these numbers may surprise even you. Almost 100% of U.S. employment firms are made up of small businesses. Actually, it's 99.7% if you can believe that. Small businesses are truly the backbone of American innovation. Here's the numbers. Almost 6 million firms, 5.9 million firms have at least one employee, and 3.6 million firms have fewer than five employees. But get this, there's only 20,000 companies in the U.S. that have more than 500 employees. So by far, most corporations, most LLCs, S-Corps, etc., are in fact small businesses. So if you're thinking to yourself, I don't think I can do this, you can. Many, many people do this on their own. 
And, you know, I just want to encourage you to open your mind to the possibility of having your own small business. And it doesn't have to be huge in order to take advantage of all these all these um, governmental uh, gifts that we're given in the form of taxes and tax benefits, exemptions, exclusions, deductions, credits. These are things that we are going to be able to truly maximize utilizing these strategies. So... Once you have set up an LLC, you have actually created a separate legal entity. And this protects not only you, but it protects your personal assets. The LLC is solely liable for its own debts and its own obligations. The owner of the LLC is not. Very cool. If the LLC were to be sued by a creditor, for example, the creditor could only go after the LLC's assets, not the owner's. So that is obviously a big benefit in this crazy world we live in of litigation. Um, so let, let's talk about your life. <laughs> because listening to this podcast, I think your life is about to get less expensive without changing your income or your expenses because having an LLC makes your expenses less expensive. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Uh, your mobile phone. Everyone seems to have a mobile phone today. I, I can't imagine not having one. Most of us have it in our hand when we're awake. Um, your mobile phone is an excellent example of this because let's just use easy round numbers, $100 a month. Let's just say you're paying $100 a month for your mobile phone. $100 a month is $100 a month if you run a business and run your mobile phone bill through your business. However, if you're an employee working for the man and you're paying that mobile phone bill with post-tax money, you are actually paying probably $125 or $130 or maybe more to cover that bill. Does that make sense? Do you understand where I'm going with this? Essentially, for every $1,000 in business-related expenses, you're paying $250 more as a W-2 employee than you would if you had started a business and set it up as an LLC. <laughs> These expenses include everything. I mean, everything to run your business. It could be a portion of your mobile phone, as I said, your internet, your electricity, your travel, your meals. I mean, if your spouse is involved in the business, like my wife and I, Susan, are in business together, guess what? Date night just got 50% cheaper. So as long as you talk about the business over the meal, which Susan and I seem to always do, your meal just became a tax deduction. So this is really, really compelling for a lot of people. Now, some people say, if I start a business, Murray, how do I know I'm even going to make a profit when I first started out? I mean, if, if you're just getting started or if you maybe are started and you go through a pandemic and your business starts losing money or losing profits, what happens if your business is not turning a profit? Well, you win when you lose with an LLC or an S-Corp. Your initial losses are still beneficial. For example, let's say it takes you, I don't know, a year or, or even two years to declare a profit. During that time, when you're not paying yourself, you are still in a situation where you can write off those loss, losses. So in my example, let's say uh, it's the third year and you finally started turning a profit. And at this point, you, you know, you're not doing much during that time to be investing. You're just investing in the business. Okay, you're, you're putting money back in, you're getting money in, you're putting it back in. Well, the losses that you had go against your personal income. 
That means they're deductions. That is an incentive to invest in your growing business. And it's actually very, very compelling. So let's talk about some of the differences and some of the similarities between an LLC and an S-Corp because I'm, I'm using them interchangeably, but they're really not. So first, let's talk about the similarities. In LLCs and uh, S-Corporations, business owners are generally not personally responsible for their business debts or their liabilities. LLCs and S-Corps are separate legal entities and they are created by filing papers with the state. It doesn't necessarily have to be the state that you live in. That's the way that most people do it. But there are options and you can find out more about those options when you speak to the agent that is going to be registering your entity. Um, and like I said, you find those guys online. Both are generally pass-through tax entities. So um, either way, you're going to not have to be double taxed. However, S-Corps, as I mentioned earlier, must file their own business tax return. An LLC only has to file a business tax return if there is more than one owner. Otherwise, it goes right on your personal 1040 return as a schedule. And both LLCs and S-Corps are subject to state-mandated requirements like filing annual reports and paying required fees. And it's, it's several hundred dollars per year. You have to do, you know, you have to spend some money in order to get all these benefits. So keep that in mind. And it's different with every state and with every uh, company that you work with. It's not outrageous. Some of the differences. LLCs can have a number of members, any number of members actually, and an S-Corp must have 100 shareholders or fewer. So if the business starts to grow and you have more people that you're bringing into the mix, more partners, family members, etc., that is a limiting thing, but it doesn't typically affect anyone that's in an LLC or, or excuse me, in an S-Corporation. Um, by the way, LLC members don't have to be U.S. citizens or residents for that matter. However, S-Corporation shareholders must be citizens or residents. That's, so that's a good distinction. And this is the big one, guys. Self-employment taxes. S-Corps have a more advantageous self-employment taxes than LLCs. S-Corp owners can be considered employees and paid a reasonable, I'm quoting, I'm air quoting, a reasonable salary. So you can find out what is considered a reasonable salary. I'll talk about that in just a second. But the, the, the main point here is that um, taxes are going to be reduced if you can pay yourself self-employment income through an S-corporation. FICA taxes are taken out and paid on the amount of the salary. Corporate earnings after the salary may be treated as unearned income that will not be subject to the self-employment taxes. That's a huge benefit. This is something that I've personally experienced and it's just worked out in, in my favor just tremendously. And I know it has for literally hundreds of thousands of people out there because there are millions of people that do this. So there is an area of battle between LLCs versus uh, S-Corps where the S-Corp is a clear winner. And I just described one of them. The self-employment taxes are significant benefit to having an S-Corp over an LLC. However, because an LLC is so much simpler, I might suggest if you're new at this and you're just getting your business started, that you start with an LLC because guess what? You can always make a switch. You can change your LLC into an S-Corporation. 
So except for a business whose sole income is directly tied to the hours that you're working, like consulting, you can convert your LLC to an S-Corp and get those tax benefits. It would only really make sense to convert to an S-Corp, in my opinion, when you start earning meaningful amounts of money. I'm guessing for most people, you know, the number $100,000 would make sense. In my opinion, at that point, um, you should be running full payroll for yourself. And it's not that hard to do. You know, there's, I'll, I'll go into that in just a second, how you pay yourself. But paying yourself a reasonable salary and all income above that reasonable salary, you can take as a distribution, which will save you on Social Security and Medicare taxes and effectively save you probably over 15% in taxes. And just so you know, what a reasonable salary is, is because there's a ton of debate on this, what's, you know, what's out there. You can, you can get this information online. Uh, I might suggest going to um, a couple of different sites that have very good indexes of, for salaries based on what your job description is. One is payscale.com. The other one is glassdoor.com. So write those down. And regarding payroll, um, if you're going to do your own personal payroll, um, it's not that hard to do. But if you want to have someone set it up for you, I personally use QuickBooks Online. I know some people use ADP. I know some people like the cheaper versions of this, which is more self-service, a service like maybe Gusto is out there, G-U-S-T-O. These are different services that make it super easy to do your own payroll. Now, for those of my listeners that work for a company as an employee, and you're feeling pretty lucky right now because you have an employer-sponsored retirement plan or a 401k at your job, or a 403b if you have a government-type job, you can actually continue to set up additional retirement plans for yourself, like opening up your own personal Roth IRA. But the retirement account benefits to having your own business are infinitely better. There is an account called a SEP IRA. This is uh, SEP stands for SEP Self-Employed Plan. A SEP IRA has a monstrous tax secret code built right into it. Um, In my previous episode, as I mentioned, called Residual Wealth Tax-Free Investments, we went into more detail on why I feel so strongly about this, you know, SEP IRA. As a matter of fact, if you haven't heard that yet, you should go back and take a listen to that because there were some great takeaways. And the biggest one on the SEP IRA is that you don't have to You don't have to have access to an employer-sponsored plan to save for retirement. You can do it in your own personal small business. And a SEP IRA has a much higher contribution limit than, let's say, a Roth IRA, for example, which you can start if you're working for someone else. This is much more flexible than a 401k, by the way. Um, You know, by the way, quick correction on the episode that you're about to listen to if you haven't heard the one previous to this. I stated in that episode that I started a Roth IRA, but I actually started a traditional IRA. When I went back and listened to it, I said, oh, I said that wrong. I was talking about Roth IRAs and then I said I started one, but I started a traditional IRA. However, when you have a traditional IRA, you can convert that to a Roth IRA. And I'm working with my tax professionals right now to get that converted over to a Roth IRA, which will save me a lot of taxes because in the future, I see nothing but taxes going up with the amount of spending that's being done in this country right now. So keep that in mind. Anyway, a business owner can contribute up to $58,000 
$58,000 you can put into a SEP IRA. Hopefully your business is making enough money someday that you can put $58,000 into any kind of retirement account. But you know, there, there's very few places that they let you put that much money away into an account and that money goes and grows tax-free and then is paid back to you with the interest included on a tax-free basis. I mean, compare that to the, the Roth IRA contribution limit, which is a meager $5,500, $6,500 if you're over 55. It's, you know, it's not nearly the same. It's like minuscule in comparison. The, um, the contribution is essentially pre-tax, and you can invest it pretty much in anything. You can even invest it in like rental properties if you want to, unlike a 401k, which is limited to the funds that your employer offers. So many of these things, uh, you know, that the employer offers, you don't necessarily have to know this up front. But if you sit down with the HR people and the people that administer the plan and you ask them about fees, many of them have very high fees. Um, and over time can really truly eat away at the amount of money you're earning. So keep that in mind. These, these other investments that you can invest in when you're self-employed, you have more control over them. So remember, taxes and interest are to be legally reduced whenever possible. Doing so is like, it's like the secret code to wealth building and doing it in the most fast and advantageous manner that you can do it. So what are you waiting for, guys? Let's go. Let's do this. You know, I'm going to be talking about this again in future episodes, but I'm going to also be talking about how to become debt free, how to reduce or avoid the interest you're paying on student loans, credit cards, your mortgage, mortgages, depending on if you have rental properties or vacation homes. Just remember that this is a very important topic. You want to make sure you're on top of this and you can do this. Now that I've explained how you can greatly reduce these taxes by starting your own business, I hope that I've not only educated you, but I hope that I've motivated you, motivated you to take action. Registering your own LLC or S Corp, not only is it going to be bringing more money into your family, it will add more bricks to the financial wall that we are building around you, your family, and your business, and it's going to save you a fortune in taxes along the way. So in the meantime, as always, feel free to send me an email. If you want to click on the link to jump on my calendar, go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you'll be able to jump on my calendar if you want. Answer the few questions that are on there so I have a little background on you so we can make our time together, which will be short. I usually limit those calls to 15 minutes, but I will, I will be more than happy to answer your questions and see if there's something that I can do to work with you to make your situation even better. Until next time, let's get on with it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.